Hey, this is Heather. Hey, this is Liz. This week we talk about the new Doctor Who, or the very first episode with Jodie Whittaker. Let's hit that music. Welcome back after our little bit of a break. We had our last episode was the end of the summer with our Gilmore Girls revival review. And it was really long. So we hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, that was it. That took a little bit of time. But we've had quite a hectic and fun September. Yeah, it's been bonkers. So we were both at conventions. You were at what? Salt Lake Comic Con. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That is not what it's called. It is called Fan X. All right. You were at Fan X. I was at Houston's first Fandemic tour the following weekend. So that was a lot of fun. Got to meet some more influencers, bloggers, podcasters from the Houston area. Got to sit in on some awesome panels and review those and take videos of those and photos and all sorts of fun stuff. So yeah, I was watching it. It looked like a lot of fun. It would have been a great uh, show to go to. I know they had one here in Sacramento, but it was right after another con and we just couldn't hit both. Well, y'all went to like four of them over the summer, didn't you? We went to a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they get they're really tiring. Like, you know, they, they're a lot of fun, but they're also a lot of work and they're just exhausting. You know, this one was at a much smaller, it was a much smaller convention than what we're used to going to, but it was a lot of fun. It was super crazy. I got to take my niece with me. She had a great time being press for the day. But anyway, so what are we talking about today? Well, we are talking with everybody that uh, got a chance. We all got a sneak preview. Well, it wasn't even a sneak preview. It was our first preview of the new doctor, uh, Jody Whittaker's so exciting. Uh, doctor. On It would have been Sunday. And mm-hmm. there'll be another one next Sunday. And it's really weird, these live broadcasts, because... The worldwide launch because for me it's on at ten forty five in the morning. Yeah, I think it was one forty twelve forty five here. I guess I don't know. We we recorded it and then watched it later in the evening. So I don't know if they got our if they get our numbers for that for watching. You know the simulcast type numbers. I think they can if you do it within seven days. Oh, okay, yeah. So what I saw was that this particular doctor opening so a new doctor coming onto the playing field actually got more views than i think any of the other doctors when they first came out though there was some kind of discrepancy with capaldi so i'm not 100% on that but it's still a really big opening for the first female doctor yeah yeah i was really happy that there was a lot of viewership and twitter went crazy so that was really exciting I thought it was really weird because they didn't have like an introduction to the Yeah, show. that's what Paul said. He's like, when are we going to see the the int- like the opening? Because normally when you get a new doctor, I think they kind of put it at the end um, and it, because it introduces the new logo and the new yeah. theme or the music, how, however they're doing it for that particular uh, series. We didn't get any of that. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember seeing anything like that. And maybe it's because she wasn't the doctor till towards the end. Or maybe because she doesn't have her TARDIS. And if her logo has a TARDIS in it, 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, she was the doctor. She just didn't know who she was for a while. Because remember, their brains go scrambled when they get regenerated. Yeah. And that part of the storyline, I'm kind of over. Now, I was happy that she figured out uh, who she was a shit ton faster than Capaldi did. Mm-hmm. Well, David Tennant was like three days. Yeah. You're like, God, really? Just drag it out. I know. It felt like a really long arc um, with with uh, Peter Capaldi in particular. I was like, okay. Well, because remember, because he had starred in the sh- like in an episode as not the Doctor. Remember, he was that guy in the Pompeii. Yeah, yeah the Pompeii. So I think because... You know, they were trying to explain that in there, but they just drug it out as to how long it was going to take him to recognize where he got that face. So we didn't have that, which is good. She actually figures it out within the opening episode. Figures out. I, I, uh, yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about it because there's a couple things I'm about to say and I don't want to. So spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it. We're going to talk about spoilers. So, well, I mean, when we first saw her the first time, it was after we got kind of the, upfront story of what's happening and somebody stumbles upon something alien right and there's peril and she just falls through the ceiling well the the episode is called the woman who falls to earth well it's very accurate yep wasn't that an episode like a previous the man who fell to earth wasn't it a previous episode maybe well the episode where peter capaldi first was introduced um he may have tossed a guy out the window or the guy killed himself <laughs> by falling out the window. Uh, they never told you. Semantics. So, but uh, they said, you're not the type of person to uh, to throw somebody out the window. And I'm not the type of person to kill myself by jumping out the window. But one of us is lying. And then the guy was dead. So we don't know what the answer was. <laughs> Meh. Again. <laughs> It's not that important in the grand scheme. No, no. He wasn't a good guy. No. So, yeah. So, we start the episode. and you, Like you said, you've got some alien stuff happening. We've got this kid who is unable to ride a bike, right? Yeah, he's got that um, that disorder that makes you kind of clumsy as a kid. I forgot. Yeah, I think, I think it's... I, I cannot remember the name of it, and I should have looked it up. But this is... Uh, it's. I think it's almost like a dyslexia for your body, right? Uh-huh. So... It's it's an un, there's an uncoordination that's happening between what your brain is telling you to do and what your body is actually doing. So, you know, he's 22 or something like that and has not learned to ride a bike. Um, he has some trouble later in the episode going up a ladder. You know, there's just some very physical things that he's having to really work to master. And he gets really frustrated. He was there with his grandma, so his, his nan, I guess that's what he called her, and her husband, um, which he seems to have like a resentment thing towards a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, they're trying to help him ride the bike and they're talking to him like he's four, you know, like if you've ever seen people who actually are teaching a four-year-old how to ride a bike, it was very similar to what they're doing to this 22-year-old man who's trying to work on his bike skills. And he gets really frustrated and he goes and flings his bike off the cliff. Anyway, so he gets, he's frustrated, which I would understand. If I'm 22 and my body's not cooperating with me, hell, if I'm 42 and my body's not cooperating with me, it's very frustrating. So I get the throwing the bike off. Yeah. But you know you have to go get it. So like, I think I could easily be that age and just go, I don't ride bikes. That's fine. You know. I know. I don't. I haven't ridden a bike in years. I mean, since I got the ability to drive a car, I have not touched we, a bike. We have some at my office, but we also have eighteen wheelers, and so I'm like, you know, 
I just don't <laughs> find it a good idea. So I don't, I don't ride the bikes. <laughs> Where would you ride the bike to? Oh, it's with the front office, back office are kind of far away. <laughs> oh, that's, that's weird. It is weird. I wouldn't take an 18 wheeler though, either. That seems like a lot of trouble to get oh, from no, one place to another. Oh, that's not an option. You don't want an option to ride an 18 wheeler. It's just there's 18 wheelers around. Yeah. So I, feel I was like, like well, maybe bike. a golf cart, but. Yeah. The bikes in conjunction with the 18 wheelers just seem like a bad <laughs> idea. Like learning how to ride a bike on the edge of a cliff. Yeah, that's not a good plan. Because again, you know, if you're if your you know proclivity is for falling, then maybe the cliff face is not the place for yep. you. You are not a mountain goat. Yep. So, yeah, he goes and finally, like his mom and his grand gran Graham, Graham and Nan. Nan. So, and they are just the cutest couple. You start to realize they're, they're a cute little couple adorable. on the train. Um. So, yeah, they just leave him there. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're well, catching the train. Bye. Like, yeah, you're a grown up. Do it yourself. We're what do they go. expect him to do with the bike? Is he going to ride it back? I don't think so. He could walk it back. He threw it off a train. Uh, yeah, but they have to take a train back. That seems like a long. I don't know. Maybe I don't understand geography. So, no, I'm sure he had. Well, I don't think he lived in the same place they lived. I think he was at school or in college or something. I that have was no my idea. impression. Anywho. Anyway. Um,. Yeah, so he goes to find, he goes after throwing his little tantrum, he goes down and, and uh, goes to get the bike. And apparently it fell down like miles and miles and miles. Uh, and then he was in a new environment, jungly looking place. Yeah, and the, the bike, he finds it in a tree, yeah. as you do. So I, England it has a quite a diverse um, floral and fauna, like mm. it, is that the word I'm looking for? Uh-huh. Just Flora. Just, yeah. Yeah. It just seemed quite planty. Yeah. We had yeah. more flora than fauna. I didn't see any real animals around. But uh, so right about this time, uh, something happens. I don't really full on remember what it was. I may have blinked. And this weird golden shape just kind yeah, of appears in the air near him. And then it makes it look like a button, like it the this glowing thing turns into ends up looking like a button, and <laughs> yeah. he pushed it. He just walks up and and you know he's gonna push it and he pushes it and you know this is when at, at home you're like, really? If a weird button appears in the air, maybe don't push it. I don't know. Nothing good can come from that. Well, they get, they address this later, so we'll talk about it then. Um, then this big pod shows up just out of nowhere. Just it big, it looked big, like a giant Hershey kiss to me. I thought it looked like a giant uh, dinosaur poop from Jurassic Park. <laughs> there was some poop going on. I was like, you know, later in the episode when you could see that it was more blue, it looked like a giant vase that somebody made in a pottery class sometime yeah. and then left on their grandma's coffee table. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, long story short, all of a sudden you kick to the uh, you kick to the train. Did we kick to the train? Yeah. If we get this in out of order, it's fine. Um, so we kick to the train and Graham and Nan are on the train and Nan is adorable. And she's being all cute and funny and flirted with her uh, husband who's kind of doesn't like PDAs. It was adorable. He's kind of grumpy, but yeah. she's she's super open and fun. And uh, so all of a sudden on the train, weird stuff happens. Something, Something. flies through the yeah, window. A, a big Yeah, some big tentacle monster comes in. 
big giant worm pile shows up and is flying through the air, scaring people. People are jumping. The train is stopped. They're jumping off the train and running off. These people in the last compartment, it's Nan and Graham and some other dude. And they've all they've gotten locked in, as you do. And, you know, things are happening and coming. And all of a sudden, Jodie Whittaker falls through the ceiling. Yep. Just kind of lands there. That's <laughs> where we find the doctor. And... Of course, she doesn't know she's the doctor at this point, but it's like 20 minutes into the show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty quite far. A, quite a bit of time. And I know they do that, you know, on Doctor Who a lot is right before they do run the intro song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it the doctor falls to, yeah. to their doctor. Yeah, um, but we never got an intro. This is about the time that Paul's like, hey, we never got an intro song. So and I was like, well, I think with the new doctors, they usually leave them at the end or it's like the beginning of the next episode. So maybe we'll see it on Sunday. Yeah, I hope to see it. Um, I did hear it a little bit when she did pop up. I heard it in the background. Uh, so I think that, you know, it was just kind of part of the score. But um, anyway, so Nan calls. Um, I forgot his name. He's good. Clark. No, Clark is the other guy on the... I think he's the the hunted victim. David? It was a very common name. It's just a very, like, these are what dudes are called. I walked away from my phone. Oh, well. Uh, I will <laughs> the... remember his name shortly. Um, okay, so Nan called, called her son and let him know that something's happened on the train, and then the cell phone dies. And that was the exact same time that he was there with Yaz... Um, who is a police officer that he had called and reported the pod thing to, which I like because honestly, there's too many times where people do not call the police and Doctor Who. Yeah, but I love that the beginning for Yaz was two women who had like one had hit the other's car and the other broke the other's window or something ridiculous and they're fighting in the street and she basically just tells them to like woman up. You pay for her damage, you pay for her damage, and stop calling the police for stupid things. I agree. I like that. So then she's she's telling her captain or whatever that she's, you know, she's bored, she's not being challenged. So he's like, all right, I'll send you on something weird. So he sends her out to check the pod. She and Bike Guy. Uh, went to school together. Yeah, they went to school together. So they knew each other. They were friends. So that gave him a little bit of credibility that he wasn't just a total nut job to her, I guess. And we cut to the train again. They show up on the train after this worm thing has kind of zapped them all with something. Uh, They don't know what. It's kind of knocked them all down. And then... Hit them all in the throat. Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes away and they come in and... They're trying to figure out what's going on and they go back and the thing is gone, right? Didn't they go back for it? Because it's gone because some other dude has found it and taken it back to a warehouse in town. But we don't know why he's got some guy there and he's, you know, he's going to get it and he's just setting up video cameras and like sitting there staring at this pod thing, waiting for it to open and it does open. And the first thing he asks, you know, because this thing pops out. Uh, which, you know, basically an egg or whatever. It looks like an egg. And this guy comes out all like crumpled up dinosaur style and stands up straight. And he's, I don't know, got a weird mask on and shit. He's like, where's my sister? Yeah. And the thing's like, you'll never find out. And then kills him. Yeah. So cool Mr. Bad Guy, too. I thought he looked awesome. He looked scary. 
And it was intriguing right there. He had a little bit of a like a venom look to me. So I'm not sure if that's what they were kind of going for. But that's what his outer carapace kind of looked like when he came Someone out of that shell. Amazon said it was a predator uh, stolen from Predator. And I said, yeah, I don't see Predator don't as much. but Unless you combine the tentacle monster with the face of the thingamajig. <laughs> Yeah, so somehow, oh, they, I guess they, they start putting out feelers, right? What's his name? Ryan Sinclair. Oh. (laughs) See, I told you, it's just like some average dude's name. Yeah. It's boring. Yeah. Okay, so Ryan and the gang decide they need to figure out what's going on. Yaz wants to figure out what's going on. So they all put out feelers to their respective groups that they know. And uh, try to figure out what's going on. The police haven't heard of anything. And Nan's group doesn't know anything. And I guess David doesn't have any friends. Or I don't know what. So uh, Graham actually puts out the word to bus drivers. Because I guess he used to be a bus driver. And so, oh, they know everything about the city. Which, by the way, I used to work for the bus company. Totally true. They know everything. Uh, So Except for where the train is going at any given time in Houston. (laughs) So anyway, he... uh, he finds out that yes, something is happening in this, this area, or there's some kind of lightning storm above this building. I don't know. So they get the word out. They somehow make it to the warehouse and find uh, the pod. Oh, you know what? She actually figured that out because she passed out with, this is after she stuck her finger up her nose and she's like, I'm going to pass out in two minutes, 19 seconds. And she's like, scratch that (laughs) 19 seconds. I like this nose. It is so reliable and then passes out. (laughs) Right. It's so much more reliable than my other noses or I don't know, something like that. And she just hits the floor. And so they're like, uh, okay. So (laughs) this is like that regeneration flu that they all get. Um, But she she snapped back pretty fast. Women are more resilient than men. Yeah. Like I said, David Tennant's was like three days long or some shit. I mean, it just kept dragging on. Oh, my God. Yes, I don't know. So anyway, she snaps back. She doesn't still know who she is, but she knows she needs something, right? And she also knows that she has that, um, um, she also knows that she, they all have uh, those DNA bombs in their neck. Yeah, that just came out of nowhere. She's like, by the way, you've got a glowy thing. Here's what it is. It's going to map to your DNA and make you explode. But I don't know what a tongue is. Yeah, some of these That's are always why I funny. I get so sick of the like the. So I'm like, okay, we get it, you know. Oh, and um, she she threw out her food of choice too, which was fried egg sandwich. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Matt Smith had the fish sticks and custard. Yeah, fish sticks. I don't know what Capaldi had. Mm, I don't remember. I don't know. He was kind of food. He was uh, both of the things. He got eaten by a dinosaur, and then <laughs> he um uh almost got eaten by the the at the place mm. on the menu remember all the menus said like human liver and stuff like that yeah yeah okay beside the point anyway um, so so she wakes up and she remembers that she needs her sonic and she's patting all of capaldi's pockets because she's still wearing capaldi's clothes at this point Yeah, she looks much better in them than he does oh yeah yeah so she she's patting all these pockets of this giant oversized coat and of course they're empty because she fell out of her tardis which she doesn't remember yet and she decides she needs to make a Sonic. She needs to make a screwdriver. And then they're like, well, it's not really a screwdriver. It's more of a multi-purpose tool. 
<laughs> I'm glad that she she acknowledged it that that that's what it was. Also, that it didn't really have anything to do with sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's none <laughs> yeah. of that. Um, but so we actually get to see her build a sonic screwdriver, which is kind of cool because I don't think we've really that, we've really seen that before. They just kind of have them. Yeah, it was really kind of fun. Of course, I don't know how she programmed those chips that she put in there, but um, it's that's neither here nor there. Nah. It was super fun. I like seeing her in the big goggles and. And doing everything that she needed to do. So I really like her sonic screwdriver. I thought it was mm-hmm. super cool. And I hope she keeps it. Those goggles on her were actually a really good look. Like she's somebody who could yeah. pull off the steampunk goggles like year round. Easy. And the welding vest. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Her she- apron. Yeah, the welding apron. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, so once she ate, once she was able to do that, that's when she was able to trace them even without the the formatted cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I'm reformatting your phone. No, I need that. She, he says, I have stuff on there. She's like, not anymore. It's reformatted. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they they figure out a way, like she's, I guess she's kind of figured out who this guy is, even though it's not really fully coming to her as to what they are. Because the people that he's killed, now he's killed two people. So he killed the guy with the sister. And then as he was running out, uh, I guess he's like going down an alley and he's running through a residential neighborhood. He just kills some other random guy on the street and he's breaking their jaw yeah, and taking a tooth. And she's asking him like, or I guess they get up onto this building and they find the weird wormy creature and they zap it with a bunch of shit and he does something and they're up there talking. And so she asks, you know, why the tooth? And he pulls off his venom mask and he's got this blue face and it's full of fucking teeth. Like his whole face is covered in these teeth. It's disgusting. Oh. Oh my God. It was so gross. It was so gross. But really cool looking. Yeah. But it was nice and scary. Yeah. It like had a good vibe to it. Like you knew this was some weird dude because he says he takes a trophy and that's why he had the teeth. Uh, and she kind of pieces together that he is there to hunt for somebody because uh, he he filled her in a little bit. And she also put it together that he was also cheating because this little wormy thing was used to gather data and it was actually scanning. Yeah, and they weren't supposed to do that. They weren't supposed to have any weapons. Like there was some there's a couple of rules and he's cheating through the thing. So anyways, he kind of threatens them and they all move to the side and he goes and uploads all of this stuff from the wormy guy and kills that thing by taking all its juice. And then he goes off on his mission to find the hunted, like who he needs to hunt, right? Yeah. This must be why they said it was like Predator. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I mean, like how many movies and TV shows are about being hunted or hunting? More than you think. Like like Alien, <laughs> yeah. Aliens. Um, like we could just go and it doesn't even have to be the creepy ones, right? No. Most movies are have that anyway. Anywho, so anyway, yeah. they, they figure out it's the guy from the train, right? Yeah, the initial guy from the train, the one that wasn't part of all of them. Right. The one that was like, nope, I'm not going to help y'all. I'm just going to go and forget this ever happened. And like, I love that he's like a crane operator, but he's afraid of heights, as you would be if you are a fucking crane operator up in the sky. And like, he's listening to like a book on tape and like positive affirmations. Like, you are good. You are strong. People like you. You know, it's very Stuart Smalley in all of this. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you are a nice person and people like you. Talk on it. People like you. You have value. 
And so while all of this is happening, predator guy, whatever he is, shows up at the job site and just, you know, starts tearing through people to climb up this crane to kind of get to him. I guess he finally notices through the glass bottom of this crane that this weird guy is climbing up and he looks troublesome. Yeah. Uh, And the doctor, she comes up with an idea that they go up the opposite crane, uh, connect him, and then he can run across... Mm-hmm. And, uh, they and can get him up on the, the top, the arm of the crane, get the boom arms to touch, and then yeah. he can come across and they can save him and run off. Yes. So everybody has to figure out how to operate a crane. Very exciting. Right. Uh, and I, I love how excited Nan is during all of this, yeah. right? Like she's a nurse, right? She's, we find out later that she's like a chemo nurse in a cancer ward or whatever. But she's loving this. And she, I remember she asked Graham at one point, she's like, is it wrong that I find this so exciting? And he's like, yes. Like, I know. Yes, it's wrong. Like, and she just kind of kisses him and runs off. And she's climbing up a thing to go shock that wormy thing. And they're climbing up the, the thing to get the Graham kid. And they finally got him to climb and do all this stuff, even though he's terrified. And- of course, the guy's right on his ass. Yep. And when he goes and jumps across the arms... Uh, the predator guy just grabs him. And so since the guy's got him and he's dragging him back by a shirt collar, you know, the doctor decides that it's time for her to take action. And so she gets a running start and leaps up to the crane. And then I, I'm sure it's not a real thing, but, you know, the upper body strength to even pull yourself up from a hanging position like that props. It's, it's not impossible. a thing. But so, yeah. Um, so I think that Jodie Whittaker would have found the big drawback to the female anatomy versus the male anatomy when trying to do a pull-up on a crane. Where's my upper body strength? Where did it go? Not that I imagine Capaldi has a lot of upper body strength. You're right, you're right. (laughs) It was probably similar. Actually, I can't imagine that that any of the doctors, maybe Eccleston, but, but, you know, any of the ones after that. I think that a David Tennant was so light that he would have been quite easy to pull up. Maybe. He would have been like lifting nothing. Matt Smith is so lanky, though. You can't even imagine he could do it. Be like one of those barrel of monkeys. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been able to do a pull up in my 42 years. So, you know, it's not a thing. <laughs> but anyway, so she makes it over there and she's talking to the predator guy and Basically telling him, like, you're cheating. You're not doing this right. I know what you're doing. You're going to take him back to your planet. But they don't even hunt them. Like, it's just like they take him back as a trophy, but then they just kind of toss him aside. Yeah, it's weird. So I don't know if there's, like, a planet of humans running around or if they die. Like, I don't know what the deal is. It's just like, I don't know, the evil planet, the evil people and their evil planet. This is when, now, the whole time the doctor had been fairly transparent in telling everybody everything and every part of her plan, or she doesn't have a plan. And I was thinking, you know, that's kind of nice, because a lot of times there was a surprise at the end, because you didn't know the doctor knew something the whole time, or something along those lines. Right. No, she was very, very upfront with him. Yeah, but then then she's surprised, because she's like, oh, hey, you want to return? You need this thingamajig from your pod. Yeah. You drop him, I drop you. Yeah. And so there was, you know, this like little standoff thing between them. And uh, um, she, they, I, at some point he just get, he lets the guy go. 
because he knew he couldn't get back. Mm-hmm. And she throws him the thingamajig so he could get back. And then the guy just throws the alien off the crane. <laughs> Knocks him off the crane. And I love, like, the doctor's like, you didn't have any right to do that. Like, who said you could do that? I, He's like, I'm, I, I have value. I disagree with the doctor. He was trying to kidnap him. He was holding him yep. by the neck hostage just a second ago. I don't think that he had no right. I think maybe he shouldn't have done it. He was able to hit that that thing and transport out of there. So yeah, he's all I right. I didn't know that. But I, yeah, I, I didn't agree with that. But I think that is a perfect example of what happens to like the little guy when he finally stands up yeah. to the bullies. So it's yeah. kind of nice to see. Um but we have something really bad happen around the same time because they have to kill the wormy thing. Nan goes up to electrocute the wormy thing or whatever it is they're trying to do to it. And it it does, but it also blows her off of the scaffolding that she's climbing up. And she basically hits the ground and you know it's going to be bad. And so uh, Ryan, I guess, runs over there and, you know, she tells him all the I love yous and Graham and we had three years and all this other stuff. Like, it was really, really, it was beautiful. And then she died. And that was sad. It was sad. And so they, that's when they jumped. Like, at the very beginning of the episode, you saw that uh, Ryan uh, had a YouTube channel with 19 total watchers. And he was talking about the greatest mm-hmm. woman he ever knew. And you thought that he was talking about the new doctor. Um, yeah, because it started the episode like yeah, with the YouTube video. His video, hey. And then they come like, back. You don't know what's going to happen when somebody names their video, hey. You need to give a little bit of context, dude. That's why you got. Yeah, two- you do. Nobody's going to watch That's why it. You got your two downvotes out of 19 viewers. <laughs> video is not descriptive enough i had to watch this and i have no idea who you are um so then he says well he's gonna go and uh try and ride the bike in honor of his nan because he's talking about her and then they show they show the funeral stuff and you think he's gonna do it right you think he's gonna like get the the grit and it's gonna happen and all the synapses are gonna fire right and he's gonna ride the bike no he just keeps Riding in the grass and falling and riding in the grass and falling. and it, But he's, he's very persistent in his riding in the grass and falling. How persistent he is, is that he went back to a location in which he found an alien that tried to kill everybody include, <laughs> and did eventually kill his mother to get his bike back so he could try and ride on the mm-hmm. mossy hill again. And Could you imagine him climb, trying to climb that tree to get the I bike down? He's got no coordination. Yes, How did he do it? I did want to go back to that with him climbing the crane. Really, the one of the coordination disorder is who we picked to ride the crane? Well, he, he slipped. He did slip, but he tried again. Yep. Good for him. And then I saw that uh, I saw the doctor was watching from the distance. It was nice. Yes, that was nice. So then they cut to the funeral. So Graham is up talking and he's basically talking about how he and I don't remember her real name, but her name in the, you know, Ryan calls her Nan because that's she's grandmother. Um, But anyway, so he's talking about how they met and how he had, you know, he had worked for the we knew he'd worked for the bus company and had to quit and or retire or whatever he did. But it turns out he had cancer. And I think they basically told him he didn't really have that much time and he was in for treatment and that's where he met her because she was the nurse who took care of him and they ended up falling in love 
and you know they ended up having three years together that he didn't think he would have had so it was it was really touching like when she actually died i was a little upset because i wasn't upset you know what i'm saying like i mean i was but i i I hadn't had enough time to emotionally connect with her and i was really hoping that she would stick around because i like her a lot as a character I did she too. had a lot of she was very spunky and sassy and like that's the kind of thing we're used to seeing with companions right they have a little fire to them and they're fun yeah. um but so she you know she dies and it's very sad and then i guess they go to try to ship the doctor back to her tardis or she thinks she's found it she somehow set up like a microwave and a, a scale and like five other things out of this weird warehouse and she's made science with it i don't know so she, so she figures out how to locate her tardis and so she's going to get zapped to it and she goes and she turns the timer on the microwave and he's holding like graham's holding the battery and this one's holding this and they're, you know they're like basically parts of the antenna and you know of course it zaps her but it also zaps them because they're connected to the circuit and off they go into space yeah so that was the cliffhanger is that they were stuck in space but they immediately then showed a coming next week and we're all on this planet that we don't know so but did you notice like her face was kind of shock face right but they're back there literally like gasping for you know they're like grabbing their throats and their faces starting to bug out because they're in fucking space right (laughs) like we never see that on doctor who like nobody dies in space because somehow the tardis is always around and it has like yeah, you know what do you call it? like a, a bubble field. around yeah. it that you can kind of live in. <laughs> that doesn't happen this time. So, yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was cute though. I hope this means that the three of them are going to be the companions because I really liked Graham. I like his character, and I think that him and Ryan have to work out some things because Ryan's just having a tough time with him. Right, but I think it's just like a hey, there's somebody else in my. Uh, my grandma's life and not yeah well i think because they showed that he tried to meet up with his dad right after his grandmother passed away he was supposed to meet his dad and his dad didn't show up and he was really disappointed i guess his whole life his dad just hasn't shown up and that's been part of the issue and he was really upset because it's actually his dad's mother that was you know the grandmother here that passed away and he, he couldn't be bothered. And I think after the funeral, he seemed to look at Graham a little bit differently, less of an interloper and more of a yeah. fatherish figure. And, you know, you could really appreciate after that eulogy how much he really loved her and really understood her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we should take a quick break so we can throw in a promo for one of our friends here. And when we come back, we can talk a little bit about what we see going forward, what we like, that kind of thing. All right, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Ellen, and I'm scared we exist in the Matrix. I'm Jaslyn, and I'm bad at ad living. <laughs> and you're listening to High Expectations, the promo. For our international listeners, you can appreciate our cute New Zealand accents. For our local listeners, you might bump into us in the street three times in the same hour. Our podcast is about pop culture, sexuality, relationships, interesting hobbies, banter, and ragging on each other. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or anywhere you might like to find podcasts. Yay! Please subscribe. 
Goodbye. And we're back. All right. So let's talk. We've talked about the story of the very first episode. And we've talked before about how much we uh, were excited about having a new doctor, a female doctor on the show. That was maybe 18 mm-hmm. months ago when we found out. How long has it been? Uh, yeah, about that. I think they were, you know, because her first appearance was actually at the end of the Christmas episode uh, this past Christmas. So I think they announced it this July before that. So it's, yeah, it's been almost, you know, a year and a half closing in on it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Anyway, the the time span so, that they spend between the two, the series to me is ridiculous. Like the way they run this, it's like it runs from September to December and then nothing again for a year. I'm like the seasons are really I mean, they're not Sherlock short, but you know, still. They're also uh they seem to be though about Sherlock space. Right. Every 6 years we will show a new episode. But no, I'm really, I'm really excited. And I, you know, you know, like I've never watched Broadchurch. I'd never really seen anything that Jodie Whittaker has been in before. So, I mean, I liked her. I liked the look of her. I liked the three seconds we got of her at the end of the Christmas episode. But you don't really know until, until they get in and start working. I loved her. Like, I really just enjoyed how spunky she is. And she's kind of quirky and adorable. I liked her. Yeah, she really reminded me of Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, the way she's kind of been written and ha- she has that joyfulness uh, look at things instead of... Uh, cynical. You know, yeah, cynical like uh, Pica- uh, Capaldi had, which I loved. Don't get me wrong, but... We almost kind of run cyclically though, right? Because David Tennant was a little bit more serious a lot of times. Matt yeah. Smith is a puppy dog. Capaldi yeah. is serious. And now we've got another potential yeah. puppy dog. Yeah, well, see, I do like that she just seems to be enthusiastic. So, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty different. It was a different change of pace, but it did not feel like it was not a Doctor Who episode. It felt just like a Doctor Who episode, which was really good because I'm always worried when a new writer comes on board. Yeah, Paul and I were actually talking about that because it does feel, it feels like a kind of, not like old school, but like a classic deep Doctor Who episode, right? Like even the cinematography on it is filmed kind of a little bit grittier. It wasn't super bright and airy or anything like that. Weren't There weren't any bright colors. It was muted. Most of it was at night. Yeah. I, I just really liked it. Like it really had that good kind of feel to it, like almost a Poirot kind of yep. old school show feel. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was, I I did like that. It was um, that the, the brightness in it was really appropriate, but most of the time it was pretty dark. So be, even when she was being funny and goofy, it still was kind of like, um, I, you know, the monster of the week classic Doctor Who's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting because I, I read something or was seeing something that the the new director who, you know, was also a part of Broadchurch with her has basically said that they're not going to be with this series pulling in any of our classic villains. So we're not going to see Daleks or Cybermen or whatever. So there, there were, you know, some of the things we're used to seeing we're not going to see huh. this time around. So that's that takes on a whole new 
tone. So it'll be interesting to see what they do come up with if they're not going back to the old old favorites. It's going to be a big change of pace because we went for the last since Eccleston, you know, you had your Daleks, Cyberband, and then uh, Weeping Angels with uh, Tenet. I mean, those are your classics. Yeah, I'll be glad if I never see Weeping Angels again, to be honest. <laughs> those scary as shit. Like, it, they ruined virtually every Christmas card I've ever seen because all those angels on them. Ah. Ah. I know. It's like, ah, shit. Now I got to look at this thing forever. You're like, just take me. Just kill me. I'm fine. <laughs> I can't just to keep my eyes open. Every, t- every time one of those episodes comes on, my eyes start watering. I just can't even. Like, ugh. So let's talk about her new outfit, right? So the end of the episode, we see, uh, you know, right before she, they all get zapped into space, she, they, they're talking to her. She's about to walk off and leave them. And they're like, you realize you're still wearing, like, hobo clothes that have, like, blown apart (laughs) pockets falling out and so they take her to a shop somewhere and they're just it had to have been like a thrift shop though because there wasn't anything in duplicate anywhere yeah i don't lord knows none of them had any money so who knows and uh, you know (laughs) that was even something she asked i was like do you have any money i've got you know nothing and uh, so, yep. but there's cl- piles of clothes everywhere. And so she's tried on everything in the store and you know, they're both just annoyed. Like when your mom takes you shopping and you just have to wait while she tries on everything. And so she finally pops out and she's got these kind of like clam digger short pants on and some kind of overcoat thing. And I don't know. what do you think? Yep. I liked it because I mean, everything that she wore would be something that I would choose to wear, just not together. <laughs> so uh, I so I think I was fine with how it uh, how it ended up working out for her. It, in fact, I have looked at uh, cosplay options for that since I have blonde hair, and I'm like, woo, I can do this. Oh, go check out uh, heruniverse.com has got a bunch of the new Doctor stuff on there, so they're already loading up on her outfits. For yeah, I walked past Hot Topic, and they had uh, a, a T-shirt and the. Uh, the coat and i was like well i can find a pair of clam diggers you know yeah exactly um actually they've they've got a really cool one that is representative of her it just says 13 but the 13 is done in like rainbow colors i really liked it so oh that's cool yeah i'll have to look at it i may end up getting one of those i have i have a couple of doctor who shirts but uh that one would be really fun yeah well thank you for recommending that i'm gonna check it out i i think that uh how they portrayed her was funny and goofy and completely appropriate. And I didn't think there was very much of a, hey, I'm a girl and I'm Mm-mm. in your face. Like the everybody on the internet told me that she would be doing. She'd well, that's what men think. Like agenda. if a man, if a woman takes a job that was previously held like a man, all of a sudden she's going to like menstruate on it. I don't even know. Like they just think it's going to be unicorns and puppy dogs. And I mean, they do realize that half of the world's population like goes to work every day and you know, like does a job like we don't just sit down and have a tea party i don't understand it's like yeah if a woman takes a job she's not like hey look at me bitches i'm a lady and i'm in here and i'm out to get y'all and look at me ovulating and you know <laughs> i mean we do because we're nerdy bitches podcast so we put it in your face that we're both nerdy and bitchy but you know, you don't do that at the office. No, as much. 
Well, I do. My <laughs> office is at my house, but I'm not ovulating on anything. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and we lost all fine. the dudes. All right, ladies. Patriarchy. Take it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, um, I, I just... I didn't feel that whatever agenda she had was pressed upon me. No. Um, I didn't feel she had an agenda. I did not. And you know what? I think I think that maybe that's surprising to most people is that people don't take roles to push their agenda. Yeah. Well. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I think I some can, people. I not, I'm not talking about acting roles, just roles in general. But anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, political people do that to push yeah. their agenda. That's their yep. job. Push yeah. their agenda. Their agenda suck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, I was, I was really. I, I'm not even going to say I was. I was not surprised by this. Like, I, I think it really holds up to the standard that we had come to expect with a Doctor Who episode. I think that we're gonna get our money's worth out of this kind of thing like i really am i really enjoy her i hope she's not I the one season one season wonder so i i hope not i really enjoyed her and i thought that the way they wrote her was funny and she had the right quirkiness of doctor who um she really reminded me a lot of matt smith but a little bit of eccleston as well and you know, Tenet's always in there. And I like that they talked a little bit about like, hey, you know, you take the memories and the personalities and then but then your body tells you what personality you're going to have too and you have to trust it. And I thought that was kind of nice to kind of go into that part of it because it's always been so weird and foreign. And she was pretty honest. Yeah, she's, she seemed to have a much easier time transitioning than the previous doctors that we have seen just physically and also just snapping back mentally a lot quicker. And so that was nice. We're not going to have to drag it out. You, you know why? It's because, like, let's say you have a tickle in your throat one day and your husband has the same tickle in his throat. <laughs> how, do, how do they really compare? Yeah. I go on with my life and he yep. has a man flu. <laughs> That's how. Well, not yep. mine, but, you know, in general, yes. Big man baby flu. It's like, oh my gosh, I, you know, and I see this all the time because, you know, I, I end up having health problems from time to time. And so I'm just used to these things, right? And even though it's miserable and whatever, it just, it is what it is and you move on. And I see someone else who's like, oh my gosh, I've got a stomach ache or I've got whatever and I'm going to die and it's the worst thing I've ever felt. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, I am over this. Really? You're going to And I just look at them. I like stare at them and they're like, "Oh. Well, I guess it's not as bad as." I'm like, "Yeah, no, it's not." <laughs> so. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that was me. There you go. I pushed my agenda. Sorry, men. Your agenda. Sorry, men. Yep. Bye. Again, the men already left. We we lost them with the menstruating and the ovulating and the yeah. So, that's all right. Uh rally at 10. No, I don't know. Um, so anyways, I, I am very much looking forward to the next episode. It's coming out in a couple of days. It probably will be coming out the day that this airs. So, uh, hopefully we'll get it out first and then they can follow up with the episode because it's going to go back to its normal time, not at the weird, oh, you know, not? morning, midday. Oh, good. No, no, it's just that first episode's a simulcast. And so I think uh, what I read was that it's going to be, I guess, 8 p.m. On Sundays or Saturday? My time. It's Sundays, I think. Yeah, that's new. It used to be Saturdays. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think they're, they've said something about competing with like Sunday night football. And I'm like, who cares? Easy, easy choice for me. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how many of those like cross over each other. I, I say that that's wrong. My husband, he likes both. But uh, I'm uh, I'm not going to worry too much about it. Yeah, I'm very excited. I think that she portrayed a doctor very well. And I wasn't disappointed. I think that it was a home run. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Absolutely. So we will, we'll, which is surprising that we like her this early, because normally it's really hard to like a new doctor this early. Oh, yeah, I've really disliked every one of them and been like clinging to my previous doctor every time. I'm like, no, they'll never be as good as blah. And you know, it takes a couple episodes to get into it. And this one, I just liked her right away. And I'm not, I, I will not say that's because she's a woman. I just in, you know, in conjunction to the fact that she is a woman. I like the way that she's played this and I'm already on board. Yeah, I agree. I think the and and I'm I'm liking the new writer. I mean, yeah. 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 All of I didn't I mean, he wrote, I liked some of them, but I didn't like all of them. I mean, Toothface uh, is a little weird in general, but well, you know. I thought it was creepy. I think it was the appropriate amount of creep that they do. Mhm. Yeah. So. It was appropriately creepy and gross, but still cool in, yeah. you know, in a yeah. way that it didn't look like they just glued teeth to his face, which they kind of did. But it doesn't look like it. It was gross. I know. It was super gross. Super gross. Yeah. But anyway, so that's our, that's our, that's our commentary. Review. Yeah. Review commentary of Doctor Who, the new season 11, series 11. What do they call it? They call it series over there. Yeah, I don't understand. But Yep, so let us know how you felt about it. Send us a tweet. Absolutely, right. let us know. Uh, do you have any recommendations this week, Heather? Doctor Who? <laughs> Doctor Who is excellent. I would recommend that as well. Uh, I have a recommendation that is a new website that I am working on with some of our awesome friends that we have met through podcasting over the years. So our friend, Miss Jenny Kelly, who is a big cosplayer. She's a big, uh, big YouTuber, media sensation around here. We have started a new site and it's called Geeks of the Galaxy. You can find it on social media everywhere at Geeks of Galaxy. And we have so much fun stuff on there. We've got articles, and we're, we have reviews going up, we have movie reviews that are coming out. So check that out. And you can see us there. Um, I'm hoping we're going to get Heather on board before too long here. Hey, I'll be movie reviews. I go to them every week. Yeah, there you go. Last month, but other than other than September. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, September sucked. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a really fun site. It's made for geeks by geeks, and we are having so much fun with it. So I want everybody to go check it out. Follow us on social media so that you can see all the new things. I'm sure that we're going to be doing podcasting crossovers and video stuff and all sorts of cool things going forward. So I'm very excited about it. Opera Man's working on it with me. So he's actually got some really fun tech articles out there uh, right now different video games that are coming out for the year, how to safeguard your computer and your data during natural disasters and like Tuesdays. Like it's really just good tips for anything. I just. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty poignant right now while there's a hurricane slamming into the Gulf. Yeah. Well, yeah, since hurricane season, we've got a hurricane slamming towards us. 
because people think about that. They think about their food. They think about water, gassing up the car, you know, where are you going to go? They don't necessarily think about backing up their data, having a, you know, their computer in a secure location and a non, you know, waterproof location kind of thing. And so when, you know, your house floods, which nobody thinks it will, but then Harvey hits and it does, you're screwed. So uh, these are some really good, easy tips to take care of. And you want to do it before, you know, your five seconds before you're walking out the door. But yeah, uh, lots of lots of good info. I also just did a big article on how to read books in the Star Wars universe for the current canon. Um, I spent a ton of time on it. And it's I think it's pretty good. So check that out if you have any interest in some of the books that we have done for the book club, and how they fall into uh, the timelines. There's are out there as well. So yeah. Yeah, those are those are great books, and I think that they often get dismissed because mm-hmm. they're Star Wars or something, and people just you know think it's like the old Star Trek um, <laughs> paperbacks. Yeah. Remember that used to get uh, so much better nowadays. Oh yeah, they're amazing. Know. And like I said, I actually went through and made. I figured out how to do like website charts. It's pretty amazing. So maybe we'll have a revamp of our website before too long. Uh, but anyways, I did chart and I did how to read the books in Star Wars chronological order, but also how to read them by release date. So when did they actually come out? Um, and then I did some recommendations just based on my favorite books. And of course, two of the ones on my books were ones that we did for the book club. So I have Dark Disciple and uh, Thrawn was my other one. So yeah, good stuff. So yeah, check us out. It's a lot of fun. Geeks of the Galaxy at Geeks of Galaxy and keep keep watching. It's going to be fun. All right. Now I do have an in-context internet quote. Yes. Who will the young boys of today look up to now? (laughs) I guess they can go back and watch the past 60 years of Doctor Who and and look up to those dust balls. Yep, I guess it's a problem. So there you go. There's the answer. Yeah, I guess you just have to find another fandom, boys. All right, guys, remember to read our next book club, Red Rising. We're probably going to talk about that next week. Yeah, we absolutely need to before I forget what I read. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, well, uh, yeah, follow up on the book club and hit us up on social media. Let us know what you thought about this episode, what you think about Doctor Who. Don't forget to hit our Patreon. I've got new awesome swag that's going out soon. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. So we'll see you guys next time. Do you want a chance to support the show? Want to get some awesome rewards and nerdy bitches swag? Then head on over to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash nerdy bitches. From not your basic bitch to rockstar bitch, we have a monthly donation plan to fit any budget. Your support allows us to really up our game and make sure the show stays awesome without bowing to corporate sponsorship. In addition to providing prizes, giveaways, and convention coverage, we'll also donate 20% of all net profits each month directly to other independent podcasts. This allows us to help grow other indie shows that we believe in. So hit us up at patreon.com slash nerdybitches and support your favorite bitches today.
music provided by www.bensound.com. And please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. Woo, I can do this.